do 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 ba da 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 insert low budget music here because we have no money for the music do 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 ba da 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 okay welcome everybody to the tangible house show i am your host nick sabatello where i'm having face-to-face conversations with talented creatives who share with us their own incredible life experiences if you're enjoying the show be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe you can follow us on instagram at tangible house and reach out to us on email via contact at tangiblehouse.com this episode is with los angeles based fashion photographer and screenwriter lucas passmore lucas and i have been friends now for a few years and in this conversation i get to have a real and honest talk with him about what he has learned along his 11 year journey as a photographer and creative without further ado let's jump right into the talk with lucas I always knew my first time would be with you, <laughs> and from this and from this angle too. <laughs> right, right. I thought it would be really nice if I had some conversations with cool creatives like yourself, and we talked about life and our journey along this creative path, and um, shared some wisdom along the way. You know, yeah. Make. Make the world a better place, <laughs> one, cowboy, one cowboy hat at a time. Uh, uh, so, you know, um, should we just jump right into talking about stuff? Uh, sure. You ready? I like that artwork, by the way, behind you. Oh, it's Mark Ryden. How do you say? Mark Ryden. Uh, okay. He's probably, uh, I have another one right here. Hold on. He's probably. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. The probably the grandfather of the kind of lo-fi or lowbrow pop surrealism movement, which is basically all the art that gets sold today. So uh, if you go down to like art baths, like granted these things have been happening for years, but like he brings like an illustrative um, and storytelling to his art versus just yeah. like you know abstract, and it's become very very popular. So yeah, I re- I recognize the uh, the big eyes. Yeah. His work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the big eyes. Like, um, if you saw some of his work, uh, other work, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that in a million different references and articles and, ref- you know, stuff like that." So. Um, how long have we known each other? Oh, we're, oh, we're doing the thing. Are we doing it? Yeah, we're doing the thing. Okay, here, let's start <laughs> over again. Okay, like and... action. Okay. So, who... Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hi, Lucas. Lucas Passmore. Photographer extraordinaire and today cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I got this hat uh, from a company called Montana 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 Territory Company Hat Company. And uh, do you want to say that again? Montana what? <laughs> Montana Territory Hat Company, and they're just the okay. best. They made this for me, so I have to wear it. I have to wear it I all think, the time. I think I saw on your stories that it's inspired by James Dean, right? Yeah. Um, wow. Which movie? But let's talk about this. So no, it's good. Uh, a lot of Western hats, like real Western hats, are actually quite big. Yeah. They're supposed to be for actual cowboys, not fake ones like me. Um, but they're, they're pretty big to, A, uh, you know, prevent rain from getting on you um, and to, for the sun. Um, James Dean's iconic character and iconic hat from the movie Giant, uh, has always, I've always loved that. But they don't make hats like this. They, see how it's, like, small? It's, this is not, yeah. like, practically, like, do wrangling in. Or do any kind of ranch work in, but um, I'm a photographer, not a cowboy, <laughs> so I want a little bit smaller profile. So they actually like, custom made it for me from like the ground up. Like I gave That's them all cool. these James Dean and they're like, 
oh man, we're gonna sell a ton of these. So it's great. They're like, we really hate this guy. <laughs> Bad stuff. That's anyway, cool. Oh, um, let's talk art. Let's talk creativity. Let's talk photography. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think when we first met. Um, it was probably oh, at wow. one of those photography pizza party things downtown, yeah. huh? So I have been doing photography. Los Angeles for about 11 years now and just being social by nature uh, which is something most photographers are infamous not to be um, uh, I it's really important for me to kind of like kind of curate and promote and um, and really be, be a proponent of uh, community uh, any kind of art there's a romantic there's a romantic notion that like artists are like lone emo kind of, you know, poets in their own right, whether, whether it be writing or photography or painting or, or whatever. But uh, it's just not, it's just like not sustainable to do it by yourself. We're all in isolation right now because the world's ending because of this virus. <laughs> Realizing like how, how social we are, how like if you've been on um, social media for a, a week now, uh, people are just going crazy about like how we can't be within contact with each other. And that's like, well, there you go. Like that just proves the thesis. No matter what or who you are, like human beings need social interaction. And in the art community, it's no different. Again, there's this kind of myth, uh, a rom cool romantic myth that artists are lone, you know, poets or whatever. Like I said, but it's just not true. And I think photography is no exception to that. So, what have you always have you always been like that? The oh social yeah. Butterfly? High school. I was Mr. High School. Um, <laughs> but. Um, but I used to try to, you know, kind of get together um, and introduce and, 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 and meet, have other people meet, mixers, I should say, uh, different photographers, um, all in the fashion industry, but different photographers from all over the city who may have not known each other otherwise. And I believe I met you on the rooftop of one of said gatherings. Um, I think Louis Aguila, Aguila introduced us. Uh, and, and you were um, like kind of a sad lost puppy. And I <laughs> Sorry for you, because no took one me under your, took me under your wing. Exactly. I'm kidding. Everyone likes Nick. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're a really easy guy to, to get along with. So here we are today. Well, thank you. You as well, big brother. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little bit about, like when I first met you, you said you've been shooting for 11 years. Um, I mean, when I met you, you were already this, you know, very established Los Angeles photographer. I mean, obviously there was a point, and, and people don't think of this when they first look at your work probably, but there was a point when you didn't own a camera, you know, right? Yeah. And you obviously didn't just have a camera and then become successful and instantly have, you know, yeah. your first client. Um, will you talk a little bit about, how did you become a photographer? Yeah, so I'd always been interested in photography um, from a very young age. I um, really had no other talents and still arguably don't but um, <laughs> it was really drawn to the photographic medium I used to actually um, take um, my mother's Vogue's and her Harper's and I would like tear out like pictures of supermodels because I was just like I was in you know seventh eighth grade I just thought like, oh hot Cindy Crawford Chrissy Turrington I'm gonna <laughs> put these all I'm gonna make a, like my own magazine of all these like beautiful models but what I was also doing when I didn't realize I was doing is like I think the you know, kind of uh, reaching puberty. Lucas was just like, ooh, Cindy Crawford, she's yeah. hot. But what if I go, I still have these to this, to this day. I was if just I go gonna back ask them, that, wow. Yeah, but if I go back and look at them, I, have, I, I tore out pictures done by Mario Testino, Bruce Weber, Peter Lindbergh, Patrick Demarche, Ellen Von Unworth. Like, 
I was like, and Herb Ritz, like I was like basically putting together my own magazines of who were at the time uh, and still are like the most legendary, iconic photographers uh, this industry has ever produced. Um, and still are very, you know, obviously Herb and Peter have passed, but that everyone else is still kind of working today. Um, so, so I think that was just kind of ingrained in me. Uh, but I really didn't think, because I grew up in the 90s, 80s and 90s, like photography, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have digital cameras, so everything was film. So it just wasn't very practical to really like consider photography as a, as a profession. It was just more like, you know, I don't know how those big famous photographers got there. Who knows? It just wasn't very accessible. I think now more than ever, I mean, Brooks Institute of Photography closed because we just don't need educational institutes anymore with, with a lot of these tech, uh, tech Crafts, uh, what do you call it? Craftsman stuff. Because you just go online and learn everything, and that's how, that's how I did it. Like I just got a digital camera one day because I was like, oh, I'll make photography kind of a hobby. But um, but I just kind of fell down that rabbit hole of YouTube um, tutorials, and I just kept on wanting to try more and more in different lighting and different scenarios, and this just kind of you know snowballed into a whole career. So it's very uh, um, very not on purpose. To put it that you're, way. You're a better man than me with teaching yourself because I I uh, I don't know I, I I learned I've learned from a different route which is you know asking my friends you and other photographers questions along the way um, I don't think I've ever looked up a YouTube tutorial on anything photography related it I, I'm like I, you know as you know like a people person yeah. and I, I feel like I need I need that connection from from like a real person and that that back and forth yeah uh, no, I mean I still assisted, um, like, I think you're right, like, photography tutorials on, online can only take but you so far. You, but you are that. a technical, you're a technical guy, and that resonates with you, you know? I'm probably 50-50, like, I can hold my own, but I've worked with some first assistants when they're talking about lighting, I'm just like, my eyes just kind of glaze over, I'm like, uh, okay, well, just go do that, <laughs> and let me know when you're ready, when we're ready to shoot. Um, I mean, when we talk about stuff and when I've asked, yeah. when I've sent you, like, I think one of the things that we, we tend to do is I'll send you a photo and I'm like, how do they do this lighting? Yeah. And you're the, you're the first one to teach me to look at the catch light in the eye, which yeah. I mean, you, you would think is like the most obvious thing now that you've told me that, but I never thought to, to look at that, you know? Yeah. It's always, it's always the catch light. Cause you can usually tell what kind of modifier, whether it's an octabox or, you know, it's a soft box or. You can see that you can literally see the window bank and how yeah. big the window is, uh, but also just like placement, like where is it, you know, if you're doing kind of clamshell lighting, you can kind of see like under and over, or if it's just your classic Rembrandt, you can see it's off or, or, or in the front, you know, but it's also then the shadow, um, like, and it's the, it's the hardness of the shadow, like how, how it could be almost invisible. There is no shadow. Well, we know now that it's super airy feathered soft light. If it's kind of hard, we know it's probably a soft block. It's really hard. It's probably a reflector, and if it's like, like really like straight edge hard, it's the sun. Like okay. uh, that's the kind of the basic breakdown. And um, I think lighting can be very intimidating, but especially in fashion, it, it's just not complicated. Like um, I mean, fat. Like I've seen a lot of like athlete and sports photography in studio. That to me is can get. I can, I'm just breaking it down, I can see it's pretty complicated. But usually, fashion is like one or two lights at the most, yeah. and it's really I not. Think I feel like people almost overcomplicate it yeah. themselves. Like they try to make it um, this complicated thing. Like when when I've assisted a few guys, and um, you know, you're sitting around for two hours before you start. 
right? And so they want you to be, you know, messing with the lights and doing these setups. And I think it almost becomes a, a slight ego thing with your client of, of showing this extravagant set a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, Sometimes you do wanna you do wanna um, kind of show the client they're getting their money's worth. So you'll set yeah, up. A, yeah, I remember yeah. once I set up one like a bronze color parabolic two two two, which is an enormous parabolic umbrella, and I didn't even, I set it up because it looks really impressive. But like I'm like I'm not using this. Like I like I put it on as like you know like a like a barely quarter power fill, but it wasn't doing anything. But it looked nice, you know, to kind of show the it was kind of budget flexing. When, but, um, when you first when you first started shooting though, were you shooting? How I mean, has your style? Do you think, or was it pretty consistent? Because it sounds like, like the difference. I'm just comparing, like when you picked up a camera to when I picked up a camera. Um, my only notion with photography really was through my modeling background, but I didn't know of Bruce Weber and Herb Ritz and Marta. I didn't know any of these names, believe it or not. I really wasn't like, even as a model, I wasn't that fashion obsessed. I wasn't even. I wasn't photography obsessed. Um, so. It sounds like you had some of this inspiration in the back of your head when you first picked up a camera. And, and that's amazing. Like you had like a notion of like what you wanted, I suppose. And I think, I mean, I get asked this a lot from just people DMing me and stuff about style and questions about that. But it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you had a style going into it before you even started. Yeah, it's, and what it was, I mean, the specific um, photographers you just mentioned, which were just in this conversation, Mara Testino, Bruce Weber, Herb Ritz, and we'll throw Peter Lindbergh in there, in there, in there as well. None of those guys are, are technical photographers. And I'm right. very confident they, if you About look the at specific, specifically those four's work, um, I'm not saying they don't use lights. And I'm not, you know, but it's like, it is, it is much more emphasized on the emotion and the storytelling and the connection of their subjects to the camera versus anything technical. And, and that's when I, when I first started, I wasn't in a studio at all. I didn't, get a, I didn't even like get a studio or even start with lighting for two, until about four years in. I was just shooting all natural light and very natural and, by the way, free locations like parks <laughs> and beaches. You know, because like my, my interest uh, felt much more in, in evoking an emotional response from um, and from my uh, from the audience, and, or, or really more so, just like conveying what I what I wanted to portray, which you know, uh, which is basically I think anything in fashion is is wish fulfillment. Like yeah. I, that, what I mean by that is like, you know, as a photographer and as a creator, and but also let, let's not let's not shy away from it. As a business person, you want the you want that model and the setting. Basically, you want. The person who's want you know the customer to be like I want to be that person I want to be that model I want to be in that set, and that that's an emotional response like you have to like you have to like make that person wish that they were part of the story you're telling, and for yeah. that, while you know fancy equipment and fancy lights can supplement, it certainly isn't the core, uh, which is why, you know I think in general fashion photography doesn't have to be and quite often isn't that technical or like you said kind of just does it just to impress the clients but you know like Stephen Klein notwithstanding but like a lot of these things it's just they're not complicated because I 100% agree you look be, at some of the most iconic photographs of all time and yeah they're very simple when we yeah and when we learn a little bit more about the backstory sometimes when we have that opportunity to be given the backstory like those um you know the images of um 
oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now. Kate Moss, Mara Sorrenti, because they were dating at the time, right? Um, when they shot for Calvin Klein, and it was just yeah. the two of them. It was just the two of them on holiday. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, and it was all natural light, you know? Not yeah, as not- Talking about him, Chris Coles. Um, you probably know who he is. Uh, of course. Both of them are with a C. Coles with a C. Yeah. And like his best work is this: he and his girlfriend, or basically shooting his girlfriend. I forgot I, her name. I, I know she's she's stunning, and their work together is amazing. Yeah, but you know why? Because they have an emotional connection. And I'm not saying yeah. as you need to have a literal romantic emotional connection with your model, but it does need to be an intimate connection, not intimate yeah. and creepy at all, especially in this post Me Too era. Be careful, like. But an intimate connection in that, like, you both need to give each other, you guys' trust, each other's yeah. trust. Um, because how I do know, you like, establish how do you establish that? Um, usually I OK, this sounds lofty. Believe me. OK, everybody. I'm, I, I know I'm not like a big photographer, but I will say in this one market, I can say my reputation usually precedes me. Not that I'm cool or successful or big or rich. It's just like most people after a certain entry level have heard of me and most people will say oh yeah especially agents i know all the agents now they'll all be like oh that luke's great okay so okay now the model's coming into the scenario knowing that her agents are who know who i am and they're vouching for me yes. Tier two is that you just take like 30 minutes and you just like talk you got to consider it like kind of a first date no it's not a date please everyone understand you're not dating no one no one wants to date you especially not models <laughs> But um, you've got to treat it like you have to like get to know, them, you know, and like yeah. you can ask stupid surface questions. It doesn't have to be like tell me about your traumatic childhood. It's it's more like sometimes hey, man, though. Sometimes it is. It's funny how sure, quick fair. we talk about personal stuff. Fair enough, but it can be just like, hey, what are you listening to? Uh, yeah. What did you do this weekend? And by the way, like I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older, and when I'm shooting like a 15 year old parents are there don't worry but when i'm yeah. shooting a 15 year old like i'm not going to ask them about like you know what their uh outlook on life is i'm just gonna be like hey so uh, i'm old what what do you want me to put in my spotify oh put in the, i've never heard of that band are they cool and then you know what i mean like <laughs> you just have to yeah. like, get to know them in order for that kind of like trust to kind of quick because like once they like realize that you're like have your good intention that you know what you're doing that you're confident um yeah then a lot more relaxed and you do a lot better stuff so i mean i i just want to say that for people who are listening that maybe like aren't photographers or models um i think that this can be related to to their own work and their own industry and life as well because i think right now because of like the speed of social media and and just of life in general and and to be honest i i, I think one positive takeaway from you know this virus and um, the quarantine and things like that is it's it's showing, especially my generation, um, how to slow down a little bit. Um, they're being forced to. But I think it's it's a great reminder of in business and stuff, you know, you're saying you have it's not just a model in front of you. It's a real person. You know what I mean? It's like if you take the time yeah. to get to know, to know that person. And again, you're vouching and saying and I'm agreeing with you that it's not just about the technicals. It's far beyond that it's about the mood of it you know and and i think that when we're doing with people especially i mean obviously some artists it's just themselves and it's and it's them painting but um but yeah i think take care of you know that other person that's in front of you and and it'll show in your work i agree 100 percent. yeah yeah so yeah 
<laughs> so I, I, I don't know if this is completely taboo or not, but um, to talk about, but you are also a writer. So that's creative. And I just wanted to ask, how is it juggling basically two different lifestyles and careers? Because I mean, so many photographers or aspiring photographers also have to, you know, do another line of work, whether that is something they're passionate about or not something they're passionate about. I think it's a great testament to show people that like you can do not say do it all, but you can do it like you can do more than one passion or it's OK to also have something else that is is giving you income to do your passion and things like that. Yeah, sure. So first off, I think it's a like people who say it's like you you like whatever creative field or art, art, art field you're in that you can't do something else. I think it's bullshit. I mean, if you look at any let's just like act like successful actor or successful musician, they both have complete side side hustles. Not to earn money, but like passions, like yeah, uh, Jeff Bridges, you know, Academy Award-winning actor of fifty years, Jeff Bridges. You don't know. I mean, maybe you don't know this, but some people do. Like he is actually, he's also a side photographer. You know, oh, like, like it, yeah, like Leica is his like big camera, camera the brand that he uses, and he's published oh, several cool. books of his. You know, what I mean? oh, wow. so it's like, you know, I uh, I just uh, work with Jeremy Renner, um, who of course we know as Hawkeye in the Avengers, but yeah, you know also like full like full time dedicated to to music and has like a band and they tour like that's cool so to not to limit yourself or feel so myopic to say like if i'm only doing photography i can only do this to to be successful listen man like i don't know like if you're asking me how do i balance either career i can honestly say that because the freelance nature of both careers and just the kind of volatility volatility the market just is um, yeah. when one is slow, the other's hot when the other it switches, you know what I mean? Or if I'm like super bored with photography. What if they're both hot and high? Is that tough? You know what? I've been doing this 11 years. Uh, I'm yet to <laughs> reach that point where it's like, which one do I choose? <laughs> yeah. But I will say like, okay, this was about four years ago. Um, I but you are just... very organized, you know? Yeah. I'll say this. this. This is my only time that something was like cool happening once. I had just sold uh, a script to New Line Cinema, and the day after, I was on a plane to Aruba to shoot Victoria's Secret Angel, um, Nadine Leopold, at, for a full campaign for a company. And I was just like, in that, <laughs> that moment, was cool like, moment, all right, this is pretty cool. <laughs> that was like my height of like both things working out at the same time. But then, you know, that's kind of, so far, it's only been one, so. Okay. Well, hopefully more, many more of those to come. We'll see. Which is your, what is your, oh yeah, I hope so. What is, what's your writing style like? Cause you haven't shared any of that with me. I mean, you're a funny guy. Is it humorous or are you yeah, no, I, too? I keep, my, I keep my careers pretty separate. So my photography friends really don't know too much about my writing side and my writing friends really don't know. Most of my writing friends really don't know I do photography. Yeah. And that's not to be secretive. It's just like, it's exhausting to talk about like every single time when someone yeah. asks, I'd rather like, you know, reserve it for like interviews like this, where I can just be like, here, if you want to know, just watch this interview. Um, uh, I grew up in the eighties and nineties. So like those kind of classic, like, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer, um, kind of big action movies, uh, Steven Spielberg, you know, kind of the big token directors, Ron Howard. Like I want to, I like doing like, um, kind of bigger fantasy movies, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Versus like small, like I would never be able to write something like 
um, a marriage story with you know Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver. Excellent movie, love it. Just that wouldn't occur naturally for me to write something like an intimate, you know, serious drama. Like I'm more like I'd rather like write stuff like ET. So okay, yeah. that's cool. Um, what's the best movie you've watched recently? Just curious, because I mean I've been watching quite a bit of movies lately <laughs> with the quarantine. I'm trying not to binge too much, but um, my roommate who's older than me, I think he's 43 now, um, has been introducing me to some more 80s movies because, you know, I've watched like a lot of the 90s, like great 90s classics. And then when I think of like older movies, I go further than the 80s. So the 80s usually get skipped. But he introduced me to um, Muriel's Wedding, this Australian <laughs> one. It was fucking yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> we were dying. Okay, I'll, I'll send you some great. I'll, I'll send you some great '80s movies. Like that's yeah. that's my era. We I watched was like, uh, a Woman in Red. Um, oh, she's so beautiful. The actress. Um, trying to remember her name. But there's that scene when she's in the red dress and the the steam's going up her her dress, kind of like the uh, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, it's it's sexy. I'll definitely find it and send it to you. You'll okay, love it. yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. It's um, got the guy. What's the actor's name from Willy Wonka? The main Gene Wilder, older guy. Yeah, he's in it. I'll um, definitely send me a link. To answer your question, right. Jojo Rabbit, um, Taika Waititi, which is about a kid uh, in 1948 Germany who's part of the Hitler Youth. Uh, he has Hitler as his best, uh, his best friend, or his, sorry, his imaginary best friend. Okay. And, and, and comedy ensues. It is it was nominated for Academy Award. I think it oh, won. Really? For, I think it won for scripts. But um, it's my favorite movie of last year. Uh, it's really, really funny, and and then it like sucker punches you like right in the gut like halfway through, and you're like, it gets really sad. No spoilers, and then it gets really funny again. It's, it's my favorite movie last year, easily. So. Um. I have kind of a serious question. Um, so I don't want this podcast to be about the quarantine and stuff, but since we are like, you know, kind of at home and stuff, I just want to know, like, what are you doing like for your careers as both a photographer and a writer? Are you, how are you spending your time? Like, are you like working on your resume yeah. or like your website redoing shit? Like I'm trying to figure out myself what to, to kind of focus on and how to, how do you, because I think this can be applied to to other times in our life, like you know, as we get out of this thing, like you know, what do we do on a day to day basis to to separate ourselves from you know the competition or like how to generate leads and and all of that. And it's been it's been it's been an interesting opportunity to to reflect and to work on your writing, or I'm sorry, like your like whatever it is for you for me uh, for photography and think about. Um, like actually getting like super stoked and excited for when we get out of this shit so that like we can tackle kind of what we've always wanted to go after or something like that and be like, it's been a great reflective process for me too of seeing like, okay, I've done a couple of things like the wrong way and I'm like super excited to, to now like do it the right way because I'm having this time to focus on, to focus on that. Have you had any epiphanies like that, like during this time? Yeah, so at the time of this recording, we are probably day four into the official Los Angeles total lockdown. Yeah. Um, you can obviously see the grocery store and stuff. But like the jobs, started, order. Mm -hmm. jobs started canceling about a week and a half, two weeks ago when like kind of Italy was just becoming like super serious. 
And I think when Canada closed its border, uh, the U.S. hadn't quite kicked in quite yet, but like jobs started canceling. I've had, you know, so I had four jobs cancel, and obviously now they would have had to regardless. Um, and it's certainly like the repercussions. I'm like, obviously, we've, we've been hearing a lot about the repercussions in the service industry, bars, restaurants, uh, small businesses not not able to a pay their employees or be able to pay their lease. I think in the in, in our in our in our field. Um, certainly some of those kind of smaller entry-level brands, uh, kind of the stuff that's very accessible for photographers that are, that are at your, your and my level. I'm wondering what would happen to them uh, because they are so small operations. I, th I think it's going to be tough. Small back. But like some of my bigger clients who are bigger names, um, not so much. Uh, I think they'll, they're going to be hurt. I think they're going to be hurt pretty bad, too. They have stores. They have overhead. They have sure, more overhead than the small ones. Sure, but like, Fashion industry, and you can look this up. Fashion industry is a three trillion dollar uh, uh, industry a year. Like that's not going anywhere. It's going to take a hit, but it's not going to evaporate. Yeah, uh, people, it's going to people weed need, out some people for sure. Yeah, people need clothes. Like it, people will unintentionally be culled by this virus. Businesses will be culled by the virus, but um, new ones will come up. You know, it's like a forest fire. Like well, what uh, about what about you though? Do you think so this what, Change okay, so what, thinking and... what I've been doing is um, I know for a fact that two of my major clients that I have are just postponing. Like they're just like we just have to wait till this is lifted. Yeah. They'll be fine. Um, after that, yeah, sure. I think that we're going to take a hit. If this means um, if some of the people out there have got to get a part-time job for a second, you know, I'm sure Amazon's hiring. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but. That's the tough part is like a lot of, you know, uh, full time freelancers may have to go back to taking a part time job. Like I was a bartender for years and years and years while also doing writing and photography at the same time. So I would work Thursday through Saturday, be dead all day Sunday and shoot and write Monday through Wednesday. I kind of low key. I low key wish I was able to go to the bar that you were working at because I feel like. Not only I know you would make really good drinks, but like you'd be that guy that I would just tell my life stories to, you know, and like all yeah, my yeah, yeah. I worked at I worked at a bar called Perch. It's downtown. It's a big rooftop. Oh bar. yeah, I've been one yeah. time. It was yeah. expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I I opened that bar. I mean, I was with them when they opened, and I worked for them for several years. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but to answer your question, so am I worried about the? No, I, I think I, I I'm more to I'm more so in curious if this has been a reflective process for you in any way on like your work and on like like are you just you know what I mean like are you stoked about this all getting you know finished of course and then doing anything different and changing anything up and like are you excited to or are you excited to just get back into the swing of things you know here's your, here's, my, here's my answer is that I had already kind of wanted a course correct before this all went down it was kind of yeah like, not to be a cliche, but it's kind of like my January, like New Year's resolution was like, and it's, it holds true through this quarantine, um, is it would be shoot less and make it mean more. Yeah. I just like, I like socializing. I like people pleasing. Yeah. So like when Jackie at LA Models emails me or Anthony at Freedom emails me, you know, or, or Melody yeah. at Photo, hey, we got this great new model. You know, we want to introduce him or her to you. Uh, are you interested in maybe just doing a few, like, I'm like, usually. Somebody yeah. interesting about oh cool I like his freckles or I like her hair or I like their vibe, um, and I'll just like kind of like sh bring come come to the studio or go to the beach and we'll just pop off like kind of a fun test 
that makes for good content for Instagram. It shows that I'm kind of always kind of keeping things fresh, keeps up the relationship with the agents. But here's the thing is it's a, it's a real time, it's not a, it's not a waste of time whatsoever, but it is a time killer. And it, I yeah, don't it's, feel it's, like it's fueling more your relationship passion, which is same with me, 100%. But it's not fueling your progression as necessary a photographer in any Correct. way, probably. It, it, you know, it, feel, it feels a couple different things, but those nothing. I'm realizing, like you know, because I'm older, and there's always you know young people coming up who are all, who always are just as good or just have a different vision. It's not what I mean, just as good, but they have a different vision, and or they're just fresh. Like everyone likes fresh things. Like I was fresh ten years ago. I'm not fresh so anymore. So I can't do the same kind of thing that kind of you know, put me on the map earlier, I've got to elevate. And so before this virus, like, I just been thinking shoot less, make it mean more. And it's just like, no more spur of the moment tests, no more. Um, Cause I've yeah. done 10 years of that. Uh, like things now need to be planned. There needs to be a story. There needs to be yeah. a stylist. There needs like to be the a editorial needs to be... you did recently, right? With uh, yeah. Numero Russia. I just did, I just did uh, editorial for Numero. I just did one for Vulcan magazine. I have, I just got it. Another one I did maybe, Four weeks ago, I got the great news from the creative director. We just got into Marie Claire. So it's just like, I'm just trying to like make them count now because that's the way you move up in this professional industry. If you just want to be a hobby photographer, great, please do. But for the, for the professionals, like you do need to involve, you do need to evolve. And so I've gone from model mayhem to new newbie agency tester to small swim and, you know, surf and swim clients in LA here to kind of bigger brands like you know like Reebok and Rails and now it's like I'm getting into bigger publications you know like it just needs to keep going because big, big, bigger publications basically get you bigger client I mean it doesn't yes get you. for sure for sure because like, it, it the, the elevated client. work yeah mm -hmm. so it's working just like stylus and all that yeah so and like, it's such a it's yeah it's such a thing right it's like the pre-production the planning but um because it's so easy for us to say yes to those test shoots and to do it because it's they're they're low maintenance, right? But I 100% agree. Yeah, and they're fun. But, they're, but not so, progressing I mean, as a business, and yeah. Yeah, and it's just like I already have another career I got to do. It's like I can't play anymore. Mm. Uh, you know, that's not to say I'll never do another test shoot again. But it's like yeah, of course. Right now, it's just like you have I, so I have three editorials stories that will be magazine submissions that I want to do for 2020. Uh, and this virus has not really affected Yeah, as I can kind of shoot them. I wasn't going to shoot them in the, these like last Did you already, Do you already have like those mood boards figured out and stuff right. like that? Yeah. Okay, so cool. now it's kind of about assembling a team, like finding a, a good stylist, you know, finding a makeup artist and hairstylist who share my vision and, and more, more so finding a correct home for them. Uh, yeah. Because usually with magazines uh, nowadays more than ever, uh, especially if you want to get good fashion, you have to get you have to you have to have an LOR, a lot um, you know, a letter of recommendation. So, um, yeah. um, you know, for the showroom. So, if I want Marie Claire, sorry, if I want to submit to Marie Claire, they need to give me an LOR so I can bring it to the stylist who will then take it to the showrooms to do the pulls. Yeah. Uh, other than that, if you don't have that, you're kind of relying on like kind of a stylist kit, which may not be um, have the most recent stuff in it, uh, and that's also really important too when you when you aim for bigger editorials. For bigger magazine publications, they don't want like jeans and t-shirts. Uh, they want like what's literally going to be next season, and yeah. that's acceptable through a stylist relationship with showrooms because showrooms have, you know, next season's kind of an ongoing next yeah. season's kind of stuff. 
and know, for people like, for people to understand know, like vintage pools and you can't i mean you can but you don't necessarily want to go to like nema marcus and pull stuff off there even if you're going to return it later use your credit card and return it later you don't want to pull stuff off the rack that's been out you know for two months like magazines yeah. at level yeah. want literally they're literal fashion magazines they want <laughs> to know what's coming up and so you just yeah. have to you can't get away yeah. with like, and and for people who don't have that ability to do that the workaround first of all it's like do your homework on which magazine you're trying to shoot for because like the monthly ones like numero russia for example you know they have a monthly issue so they are exactly what you were talking about like they want that latest latest fashion but then you have others like um i'm talking with i don't want to like Put the cart before the horse but iris covet book wants to shoot together and i believe they're either biannual or annual i think they're biannual they only come out twice a year and they're like a book but they're totally a fashion magazine uh a newsstand publication and so for them it's like a little bit less important of they still want it to be mostly well, fashion but yeah but it's but like the El Officials and the Vogues and all those, you know, the Hearst and Condé Nast publications, it, yeah, they won't accept it if it's not the next season's fashion because they have to appease those adverti advertisers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, let, let me, I want to kind of like put a, put a earmark on something you just said. You're like, for those of, for those people or those of us who don't have that kind of access. Yeah. I really, I really, I'm not coming down on you, but like that that's not no one can have that excuse because I didn't either until I tried like no one no one has access to anything unless they start working towards getting said access or asking I have, an, I have a not an assistant but I have a kind of a someone I'm kind of mentoring that's uh, up in Northern California and and they keep on doing this default excuse of well I don't live in LA I don't have like I don't have access to these agency models how do I how can I keep them like you got to move like there's yeah. too there's two markets in America. It's New York, and then then way down here is L.A., and that's it. <laughs> Miami is a market for about four months or four weeks a year. But other than that, like, you say you want to – I'm not saying you, Nick. But, like, yeah. one set they want to be a fashion photographer, you have to move to the market, at least for a little while, that's that's where you can work. It's like saying, um, you know, I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor in Hollywood, but I live in Kansas City, but I refuse to move. I'm just going to sit myself on tape. You're not going to get anywhere. I want to be on Broadway, but I live, you know, in Iowa. You got to move to New York. So it's just like no yeah. one has access until they do, until they try. And it, it's just not, it's not easy. You have to go in. Yeah, no excuses. And I think it's not your generation. It's, I think, just the entire attitude of America right now. Like, like yeah, no, they want things handed to them. Everything's so instant. If you look up... Um, this is Asian comedian who's a correspondent <laughs> on The Daily Show, but he's got, is it Ronnie Chang? I think um, he's got a Netflix special, but he does this whole bit on how, like, you know, America is so demanding of Amazon Prime. They, yeah. want, it, they want it, like, the no, same day. No, we no. want it now. Like, you can't walk into this industry, you know, without having your last name be, you know, Sorrenti or, you know, or Wintour. And just, like, and have to walk in. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you have to make the moves in yeah. order to to get there it's it's no, not a sure. straight like, line um, either i have a, a spreadsheet of magazine like a magazine hit list it has editors names on it emails um and Dude, i give me that out. Question, bro i i will i will um it'll cost you no i'm just kidding you've done something <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Wait, wait, you want to put that up on the tally board? Okay, let me see. No, I know. You're like, I need to give you 10 less. I know. No, but, um, but yeah, and it takes um, maybe a, a hundred of those no's for that one yes. It really does. Because yeah. you got to think, you got to think that we have to put ourselves in, in, in the shoes of others. And I think that a lot of people don't do that. I think they rush because of the quickness, right? We rush to send that email before we do our homework and um, we jump to conclusions or, or we take that no from a person who can't say yes. That's, a, that's like one of my favorite quotes is, is never accept a no from someone who can't say yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it might be an assistant. You might not be talking to the right person, first of all. But, um, but yeah, I've learned. So one of my friends, Andre, I won't say his last name because then that'll give away is who he is. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Andre the Giant um, was an assistant for um, a pretty, pretty well-known London-based fashion photographer. And I, he's a good friend of mine, Andre is. And um, I was talking to him and saying, like, you know, like, I'm not getting any yeses. I'm not getting a, the groundwork. And I don't understand why from these editors. And I'm sending emails to them. And I even have, like, an email tracker so I know they opened it. So that yeah. I, there's not even that excuse that they didn't see it. And I told him what I was doing and how I was sending it. And he said, send me like what you sent them exactly. And then he gave me some amazing feedback. And, um, and I, was, I was rushing, basically. Like, so I had this list. And I was, it was almost more important to me to, to check off each person on the list that I sent it to and like, go down this list than it was to personalize it and to... Um, I didn't include mood boards. I just would suggest that I'm working with this casting director and, um, you know, do you have room in your next issue kind of a thing. It was, it was one of those things where, like you said, I was acting way too much like I had a name that I don't have to be handed the yes from them when they, they have so many photographers that they work with. I needed to control what I could control way more, which was to present to them plain and simple exactly what I wanted to do so that they could then look at it and say, yeah, this yeah. is this would be great for us because this is specific for our style and this would be perfect, you know? Like sending the same, also sending the same mood board to Purple Fashion would be way different than sending it to an El Oficial or something because Purple was like super avant-garde and, and can break the rules a little bit and then you have someone like El Oficial who isn't. So, no, I, I, I hear, I, I hear I, you. I, I'm taking your advice, what you're saying to heart too because... I catch myself doing falling prey to that, you know, expecting things, expecting yeses. But. Yeah, I think my, my advice for submissions and my and what I've learned, I don't, I'm not saying like I'm awesome or I've been published and amazing, like everything I've done has been amazing um, uh, published publications. But it's like, just if you just talk to an art director, a creative director over at a magazine, this is what they want. A, they want a mood board. So that for, first off, you have to show them kind of like, again, like, Purple and Le Fichiel are going to be very, very different. You know, like, so they want they want to move board to see if you're even like in the ballpark. And I, hopefully you've done your, not you, but like someone. Hopefully yeah. you've done your research to understand that if you're submitting to a certain magazine, your move board may, your, what, whatever your vision is, may not be appropriate for said magazine. So that's A. So A, mood board. Two, they want to know the model. And three, they want to know the confirmed brands. Um, um, that that you're that you're that you either have or are going after, like specifically. Yeah. So majority, they want the brand. So it's like you know uh, we have confirmed polls from Chloe, 
and rag and bone and you know the i've noticed part. i've noticed that to come second where the fashion editor will send a list because uh, they have sometimes um i was working with or the shoot i think i talked to you about i was going to be doing a cover for glass magazine but then it all fell through because of some communication stuff but they had sent a list a very tight list of approved brands to work Even with better. yeah Even better. and that came after the fact that's that makes, that makes um, your stuff easier. Yeah, I, I, every every in every scenario is different. Like that opportunity came from um, a fashion a, a fashion stylist who was going to be the stylist for that shoot, um, who wanted to then work with me on it, and then they really greenlighted it when I said okay, because and then they sent. Remember, I sent you that list or showed you that list of models. And it had like Christy Turlington on it and all kinds of people. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'd shoot anybody on this list, you know? Yeah. But then, but then it's a matter, okay, that list is great, but it's a matter of can you get those people? And so then I reached out to you for the first time ever. This was a great opportunity um, because it taught me for the first time to reach out to casting directors and taught me how important they are a piece of the puzzle um, to get, to go from, again, the agency great local LA model to, you know, potentially working with an icon. And I don't think I, I think it's okay that I say this, but we, they ended up, we ended up getting in contact with the agents of Candace Swainpool and, and they liked the mood board that I had created and it was going to be greenlit, but it was at the time of uh, award season. Um, and, it, and it was tough because she was going between New York and LA and um, we, the communication was, was um, an issue. But um without oh, a without a casting director i couldn't just like email candace's candace's agent um like he he doesn't know me he's got shit to do i think she's with wme or caa i'm sorry she's with caa and who i don't have a relationship with obviously um at the moment and then um but even then yeah don't take any excuses right figure out a way to knock on their door and make it happen it i think it yeah. was just a communication thing but it was the casting director that was the key and who has a relationship with them who was able to to make that potentially yeah. I mean, and then that's what it is it's it's i mean that's any business like you know like uh, whether you're in you know stocks and bonds and you know hedge funds and blah blah, blah. it's like it's business it's relationships and it's just not it's just not i think a lot of photographers night lovingly naive photographers just think it's like a straight line and it isn't it's like your skill, your technical skill, your vision, your artistic, uh, and your artistic uh, expression as a photographer, that's 50% of this. As a professional, as a professional, it's 50% of it. The other is the business side, that hustle, yeah. the, and the leadership part, the being, the being a director, uh, and being able to like forge and keep and you know those those business relationships and networking, like that is just as important. Are there exceptions all the time? It's general yeah. rule of thumb. Like once you buy you know, your Sony AR3, um, sorry, A7R3, or your Hasselblad, or your Phase 1, uh, congratulations, you're one-fourth of the way there. Yeah. Uh, it does not stop. People just don't, like, drop everything to shoot with you if you're nobody. Um, so uh, I, I think that's I think that's a little naive thinking. Not, you're, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about just general, like, <laughs> a little naive thinking. That I think, like, oh, if I buy, I, I can mm -hmm. buy my way in. I uh, agree. Through just owning a bunch of, you know, breezy lights and brown color modifiers and, and Hasselblad or sorry, phase one backs. You can't, you can't, nothing substitutes 
you know, um, good vision and nothing substitutes, uh, you know, good business acumen. So yeah, putting the homework in for sure. Yeah, if it was easy, everyone would be doing this. If it was easy, we'd be, we'd are you and me would already be rich and famous. Like it's just, it's not easy. It's it's, yeah. it's a marathon. Spo yeah, right. spoiler, spoiler alert, girls, we're not rich and famous. So don't even bother, girls. Like, <laughs> we weren't. No, we know. It's but we look easy. okay. We look okay in a hat. Yeah, indeed. You have the hair, though. And I, 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 have, the must, and I have the mustache yeah. today. Oh, I can't really grow that much. I'm happy. I, this, is about, this beard here is about as much as like, I'm half Asian, so I can't really grow much more than this. It just kind of stops after this. So I don't really don't have, I don't have much... I'm Italian, so mine keeps going. <laughs> Seriously, you got hair coming out of your ears, or you will one day. Um, what else, man? What else is going on? Um, fuck, man. Just been working a lot on Tangible House and taking this opportunity to rebrand a little bit and create some cool shit, you know? Um, like, I, I think I was again, in the whole quickness of everything and how easy it is to put stuff out there, I think I was losing sight to, to why I wanted to start it in the first place, you know? Yeah. And, um, and just getting, I think, every day a little closer to figuring that out. But also, like, being kind of not too hard on myself and understanding that in business it, it evolves and things change. And you have to be, like, willing and stoked to put something out and excited about it and then understand you're going to make changes and things so yeah. yeah that's been been a big part of um my days but there's, um, a, there's a there's a thing in screenwriting specifically screenwriting although it applies to all writers but um tell me i don't like writing i like having written you know because you're just kind of done you're like it's like the writing process is arduous as fuck it's honestly the hardest i honestly think it's harder i think it's the hardest art form you can possibly do and yeah. i'm not being anyone who's a writer or tried writing they'll be like they'll get two hours into it and they'll be like oh yeah no this this shit's like the hardest thing so i think like maybe what you're expressing is like uh, i'm sure you like photographing which is like i just like i just want to i like having been published i like having been done i haven't it's like it's you realize when you with the further you get into photography like how how deep it really goes and how much there is to do and it really isn't as pure sadly it's not as pure as maybe we once experienced when we just yeah. first started at least the business side again but hey, man, uh, if, you're, if you're like some like portland i always pick on portland if you're like <laughs> some like portland art photographer and you got your visco filters in your lightroom <laughs> like your uh, alternative models um you know, shooting out at that one famous beach and you're going to sell your art prints while you work at Starbucks, please enjoy the rest of your life. This does not apply to you. What I'm, what I'm saying more, and I'm, I envy that, by the way. Uh, what I'm more saying is like, you know, I know what a nice life. Industry professional, like the working industry journeyman fashion photographer. Uh, it's not an easy life, but no, it's, at least, it's at least we're not. You and I, I feel, I mean, even though, um, I mean, our shooting styles, you and I, are so different, which is cool. I love that. Um, and you started shooting, obviously, at different times, and you have a lot more experience than me. But it's funny because you going through that January New Year's epiphany has been the exact same for me. And I think, I think you and me are pretty similar, like, archetypes as people. Like, we love being around people, and we thrive on that energy and new relationships and stuff. And... Um, that's been my big thing too is to to say no to those kind of 
everyday easy test shoots that are opportunities and um I, I still find myself doing it and finding someone that I like I'm excited to work with and stuff and just wanting to shoot my favorite part of photography is shooting not actually the images at the end yeah and I'm trying and that's that's an artist point of view not a business point that's not a great business point of view of course um so I'm trying to find the balance and um using this time under quarantine to to work on those mood boards and stuff um and to have those things ready to go so obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't be giving advice to people right now to like try to reach out to magazines do you know what I mean I'd be like yeah. use this up use this amazing, I know use use this opportunity though to to work on those exactly so if you send it to someone they might not be either receptive right now or be around, but um, use this opportunity to to hone those concepts that you know you've you've wanted to do and um, and send DMs and emails to stylists though, stylists and hair and makeup artists and yeah. you know and be like, hey, love your work. Um, here's my work, and I'd love to work together when all this is said and done, or, or get together for a coffee and go over each other's portfolio and stuff. That's what I, I usually tend to do that as opposed to jump right into the we should work together, especially because I'm usually reaching out to someone at this point. I'm reaching out to people that are be like, quote unquote, further along than me. I mean, that's how you become better and you elevate your work. Yeah. You know, I'm, reach I'm reaching out to stylists that I've never worked with and who are, you know, styling for big publications. And um, I know that I, I carry myself better in person than resume looks. So I'd rather us. Uh, meet together in person and um get them excited about working together um yeah. that'd be my advice to some people right now if they're listening to this like during quarantine is like take advantage of this time you know don't binge too much tv and if you're gonna watch tv if as a as an artist or a creative um pick something that's gonna inspire you there, yeah if you're if you're in, if you're a photographer or aspiring photographer listening to this like yeah, if you're going to binge, like, there are so many good photo documentaries uh, on YouTube and or other outlets. Yeah. Uh, there's one, Ellie Mann on yeah. uh, Amazon. There's one, uh, um, Bruce Weber on HBO. Uh, and the, there's, Finding like, Vivian Meyer as well. Yeah, uh, Mara Testino, Helmut Newton, yeah. and... On YouTube. Um, and... Marche on YouTube. And then Nick Knight has his ongoing his, amazing series you know yeah. where he interviews other on people, his studio like, I, what's that so, what's that called i'll i'll i'll, uh, yeah, I'll make it, sure it, i put a, a link to that honestly just um just go go search for nick knight in youtube and you'll you'll find it because well, he has his own website studio situation yeah yeah um my buddy assisted him ongoingly in in uh in, in last year um, was like one of his official assistants and just said amazing things That's about cool. him. And, yeah, and he, that he was really cool. Yeah, just super open about giving advice and teaching techniques and just an all around good guy, which is yeah. amazing to hear. Yeah. Um, so, who is, uh, rest in peace, Peter Lindbergh? Um, who are some of the photographers right now that you're looking up to? You said. Um, Mara Testino's still shooting, kind of. <laughs> right, right. Uh, more, more current ones. Uh, I mean, like uh, Cam uh, Camilla Akron's is is just amazing. I think she's 
you know, like, doesn't matter that she's a woman. It's, she's just an artist. Uh, I think she's probably one of my favorite fashion, working fashion photographers right now. Um, uh, there is a photographer by the name of Sean Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, who is very Bruce Webbery. He's, he's his own, he's his own voice, but he's very Bruce Webbery uh, in his kind of storytelling. Um, um, I'm saying, I'm going to say his um, last name wrong, but it's Montero Mont- Mont- Montanari. Montanari. Um, thank you. Mate- Matteo Montanari. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. He is absolutely fantastic. If I could honestly just stop being me and be him, I would do, I had no problem doing that whatsoever. In- including the uh, fly fishing. But, he loves fishing, huh? Yeah, he does love his fishing. Um, uh, of course, Cass Blackbird. Uh, I would say, I, love- I would say your style is a lot, um, I mean, not to compare you guys, but I would say that your guy, Mateo's style and your style remind me of each other in the sense that you can see a playfulness in it. And a and at times when he, like, emotional stuff, um, you can see the emotion, you know? it's. But in his campaign and commercial work, you can tell they're having fun on set. Yeah. When he's shooting, he yeah. does the, kid, the kids' sp- shoots. His kids' shoots are some of my favorites of his, actually. You can oh, yeah. tell he's awesome kids. And you'd be great at that. His stuff. Actually, I've loved. I love shooting kids because basically, I'm a I'm a giant child, so I can basically just be a goof. <laughs> you know? I um, love. Man. And then who else? Who else? Um, the, I think as far as LA, probably uh, you, you probably know who it is. I, I I'm gonna butcher his last name. Benjamin mm. our, our, our Wars. Um, yeah, our Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm just trying. I think. I think honestly, he's the best photographer living in Los Angeles. As far as like yeah. people, photographers who live here full time and make a full time. Especially living. working, yeah, commercially. <laughs> and... Yeah. Um, so yeah. Which dog I, is that? Uh, how many dogs? How many dogs you got right now at home? I have. I have three dogs. Wow. <laughs> hey, is this the fun. new? Is, is he the new one? The new edition? Yeah. Squirrel. Squirrel is the new one. She's a blue healer. Um, Show me the really, three. What are the three really names? Well. Squirrel, Newt, and Beetle. They're all they're all they're all dogs with other animals' names. <laughs> That's funny. Only you, man. Only yeah. you. That's great. Yeah. Um, and, um, I think also in LA, um, Brittany Christie, who is kind of my old um, not apprentice. Oh yeah, I remember us uh, getting introduced together. Yeah, she's, she's a great retoucher too, right? Yeah, she was a she was a professional retoucher before she was a photographer. I mean, she she's always a photographer, but like she was making full time retouching, and she kind of transitioned out. And I kind of um, mentored her in her first years, and she's really come into her own. She is really really talented. So yeah. her and Benjamin are probably my two favorite LA based photographers. Um, but like, and then of course, like other than like um, the big legendary names. Craig McDean, obviously, yeah. Huge. Uh, and um, what do you uh, still what do you think of what do you think about um, how I've been sharing some of those past photographers' works on my page? Yeah, do you uh, like yeah. that? I think yeah. You and I know I know you're going to interview Brittany later, but you're like your guy, yeah. your first she shares the passion too of like classic, amazing, iconic photographers whether their work is more recent or in the past like uh, yeah yeah it's very i think it's very good for you to share that kind of stuff because you know every generation of photographers you know those legends their names don't get passed along like and to be fair like the biggest compliment a photographer can get is to them not know your name but know your work yes. um 
So like I'll, a kid will never have heard of Herb Ritz, but then I'll show them a picture of Cindy Crawford. He's like, he doesn't even know who Cindy yeah. Crawford is. He knows that image. Or Peter Lindbergh, yeah. the, the supermodels and all and the white button down shirts on the beach. Everyone yeah. knows. Or Herb Ritz is um, the supermodels and they're all naked and they're all huddled <laughs> together on deck. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows those photos that they don't know who those names are. So it's cool that like, you know, those, those, those images are, are continue to kind of live. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, like maybe I'm biased, but just like a lot of fashion photography does not impress me. And it's like, well, who are you, Lucas, to say that? I, like, uh, I agree, like, man. But like, it's, 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 it's rare for me to kind of save images anymore because I want just to like have them for my own reference. Yeah. A lot of mine's usually from the past. Yeah, yeah. Again, because a lot of the photography has just become very disposable because the fashion industry, the seasons have become very disposable. We used, we used to have four seasons plus, you know, maybe um, um, what is it called? Not Lux, but a resort. You'd have, you know, mm, yeah, spring, yeah, yeah, fall, winter, and then maybe resort. And a lot of those, like spring, summer, would kind of get comp like rolled into the same line. Now it's just like the, especially the bigger companies, they're churning out, you know, a product every month. It's just so much. So we've got to shoot at this breakneck pace. And like when I actually do my, not my personal work, but when I do my client work, for the majority of them, for those smaller clients, I'm just like, I, well, I, we have to get through like 40 looks in a day, which is impossible to do and make it really look and really tell a good cohesive story. Yeah. You yeah, know, like, really I mean, you can shoot an e com, you could do an e com like a campaign. Yeah, but it's just, it's just not memorable. Like, yes, exactly. You know, it's, I think I, that are you gonna are you gonna shoot some more film this year, man? Oh, dude, I'm actually like in this time down. You're asking, I'm about to go scan scanning. Okay, yeah, cool. Like that is what I have time. Like I always put it off because scanning takes fucking forever. Like now, I honestly have nothing to do, so I shot. I'll I shot have to tell you. Um, so I, uh, I'll have to tell you some of the profiles that I like to use because I don't like scanning film anymore because I like to print. But I, when I do color, um. I, I don't recommend using the Kodak setting, even if you shot Kodak, Portra, for example. It's actually like the, Fu the Fuji on Silverfast, those, um, those profiles I, I like a little more, just to keep that in nice. mind. Yeah. You don't have, you know what I mean? So you don't have to do the same. And I, I actually, I tend to use a different black and white. Like I don't use the Tri-X one. I think I use the T-Max one because it's like lower contrast and then I can add contrast in Photoshop so that I get those details. But, um, but yeah, remind me and I'll, I'll look up which Fuji one it is. Um, cool. I know I have some, I got some film I got to scan too, but um, do you foresee a, because you've never done a gallery show, have you? No, I don't really like... Um... Thing. My problem is like a lot of my work I love, but it's not to me. It's not like gallery worthy. It's just like fun, accessible lifestyle pictures that are slightly elevated. Like, would you I, like to I, work towards something fine art like yeah, that? I would, and like, let's be honest, you do have it in there. You do have it in there. You know, fair. So I think I just want to kind of like maybe think about that. Maybe that's like a longer term thing because it's like a lot of people. Not a lot of people. A few people have been like. Why do you have a gallery show? I'm like, because no one wants to buy a picture of Alexis Moran in a bikini. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, a lot of my stuff is just like, it's very fun and cool and I like it, but it's like, yeah. I can't see it hanging in someone's house. 
when it's supposed to be part of a series or not, it really doesn't like stand on its own. Maybe I'm yeah, being snobby, but <laughs> about you, my own work. But like, you know, uh, I don't know. But yeah, doing something a little bit more artistic. I, I don't necessarily know what I think that means because when you when you think art, I think you're like, yeah, you're it's like okay, well, I don't want to do that. So no, not like, necessarily. I mean, I think. Um, you didn't make it to my most recent show, right? I like, really, really intended. I'm really sorry, man. No, it's I okay. Really... Believe it or not, like one of the favorites um, was a portrait. I had a, t- a nudity. <laughs> but one of my all-time favorites was um, a portrait. And I, and I just never would have guessed that. And um, I guess peop- what people like is different than what we like. You know? Was it about uh hold up no it's not it was of this girl kayla i have one of the prints let me get oh nice yeah this was this wasn't the one actually because this her, her, her but um this was the the girl kayla i'll try to if i feel like editing this and throwing in like photos on top of this video i'll i'll find the one but it was just a queen portrait of her um and yeah it was really lovely it had like a lot of depth to it and stuff but i was i was surprised cool. by people that that people thought uh, more than one person thought it was their favorite of and there were seven different subjects and each one had like six images and stuff so um maybe that's i'm just saying like don't be so hard on your content because you've shot amazing stuff and um and i mean that when i say that that i would love for you to do something that'd be really cool <laughs> I got to think of what that's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you have, a lot of ser- you have a lot of series you do. You know, you do, like, your couples shoots, and, um, you know, you're owed to kind of that Bruce Weber style. And Yeah. Uh, oh, I got, I, mean, a big, that, I got a big one. Yeah, I'm probably going to drop it this week. Like, it is epic. Did you ever do the one that you told me you were going to do of all? Remember you said you were going to do the one with everyone in, like, making a pyramid? Did you ever do that? Uh, yeah, no, but that's actually, that was okay. one of the three shoots of 2020. I'm like, that cool. has to be, that's tough because it's like 10 That'd miles. That'd be a away. sick cover, dude. That'd be an amazing yeah. cover. You could do it. Uh, thank, yeah, but that's, that's one of the three I'm going to shoot this year. Finally. Cool. I, I have all the pulls. I just, um, just need to do it. Awesome. Well, I, I hope that we get out of this quarantine quickly and, um, I think we're I think we're locked down until April nineteenth at the at the minimum. Although no, they said they could probably lift it earlier, but I think we'll probably be locked down through mid April. Yeah. But whatever. I'll get I'll get I'll get I'll get some cleaning done. <laughs> some cleaning more mood board. Yeah. Any writing? Uh yeah, actually, yeah. hundred percent. I mean I mean more than ever, it's like I I can't do any distractions. You can't go out. Right. You know, meeting up. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's really good for writing, so. Um, that's cool, man. Uh, do you have any last bits of wisdom? I know, I know you would love to have a nice last word in of, to everybody, to all the boys and girls at home. I would say. That, in the, at the end of the day, that's what this is about, is it's, we are creatives and stuff, and you and I happen to maybe be a little bit more vocal on our social medias, and people kind of have a sense of who, who we are underneath a photo. But... Um, I think that this podcast could be really great uh, for for everyone to see 
um, who we are and that we have gone through shit, that it hasn't always been easy, that when Lucas Passmore picked up his camera 11 yeah. years ago, it wasn't the same as he is now and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think my advice, just to kind of like also touch, like review what everything we've been talking this last hour is like, yeah, like I would say that don't try to do this alone. Even if you're introverted by nature or solitary by nature, seek out a community, um, small group of like-minded, you know, who have the same aspirations. It's not a competition. Don't be, mm. don't be petty. There's plenty of work. Well, who knows what the world's going to be after quarantine. <laughs> Ideally, there will be more work for all of us. Um, yeah. The competition's with yourself, not with your fellow photographer. Um, know that to succeed in fashion photography, you have to be a storyteller. Again, like you can't just shoot just to shoot or shoot with no plan. I mean, you certainly can, but like what's going to resonate with clients ultimately is your ability to transport their customer uh, into the world where the, where, that the client wants to brand themselves as. Or if the client has a, a vision of their own to be able to kind of work with that. Again, it's storytelling. It's fantasy. It's I want to <laughs> be that person in the photo. That's the most effective way of advertising. Uh, it's just like I want that. So I'm gonna buy that shirt, okay? And then that like, and then like the other one is just like, don't, don't use the excuse of I don't have access. I don't have those relationships. I don't have the yeah. No, again, none of us do until we none of us did until we do until yes. we try. If you expect things to happen to you, if you expect to be given something, if you expect something to be handed to you, you're gonna be waiting the rest of your life. Don't quit your job at Starbucks. You need to go out and get. It. Even if you have an agent, you are your biggest advocate. Nobody else in the world is going to care about you more than yourself in in your professional career. So you've got to you've got to you've got to take care of yourself. And you've got to make things happen. Do not sit around waiting. You know, just because, like for instance, I just got published in Numero. Good for me. I, I like read the world's burning right now, burning down right now. But like, no calls would have come in. It's it's like it's just yet another like kind of like gold star on my resume where I can be like making inquiries. Like, and I was just publishing, like I wasn't going to sit around and wait for people to call, you know? Yeah. So it's just, Don't, you have yeah, to do the work cool. always, even if you have an agent, you've got to do your, you got to do your work. Um, so it's hard again, if everyone, sorry, if it was easy, we'd all be doing it. But to those who like persevere and who stick around and do not like let the industry grind them up, like that, those, those, those are the ones who make it. And by make it, I just mean being able to work. Like no, no one, I'm not rich. No one's rich, but like just be able to work. Anyway, that's it. That's my last one. Right, you want to um, tease our, our, our possible work? I mean, I'm sure the uh, workshop uh, may, fate may be in, in flux right now. I, but Yeah, I, I did email the, the three people for the, um, that have signed up already, the master class, which is really cool. And what that it's tentatively on hold and postponed for sure. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm, I'm super excited to do our first ever masterclass together in Los Angeles. Um, should be a lot of fun, man. Shoot three models together. Teach some yeah. kids some cool stuff. Always, learn, I, listen to my nasally drone lecture you on how, how you need to try hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, even when it happens, obviously it's going to be, it's not canceled. It's, it's most likely postponed pending quarantine lift early but um for you out there if you want to get some more hands-on experience um nick is headlining it i will be guest um guest lecturing and guest instructing 
uh, you will learn kind of the basics of, uh, very basic, but nonetheless implorable, um, uh, basics of uh, lighting, uh, and really more how to direct and work with models. You'll be working with uh, three professional agency, um, good agencies too, not agencies you've never heard of, good agencies, uh, good agency models. It'll be a whole day thing. It'll be awesome. Yeah, so, a lot of so, fun. Uh, inquire about that uh, if you're interested. Absolutely. And I, and I think it'll break some barriers down for a lot of people and, and show them what's really important as the photographer. And as you talked about how yeah. generally less such a, the, the technicals is a small percentage of it, which to a lot of people, it's, it's all they it's all they have known so far um, and had an opportunity to learn. So this is a chance for them to learn the, the directing and the business part and the communicating with their models and telling a story and styling and how photographer how that's that's important to think about you know uh so yeah i'm really looking forward to it too i always get something out of it yeah right uh, are you gonna be doing film 100 i don't have a digital camera <laughs> no, i mean i mean like sorry are the are the um attendees they don't have to have a film camera no i'll, I'll let them do either but i i reckon that um most if not all of them will it tends ten, cool. they tend to want to shoot i I push that they should shoot it on film because it's going to be shots that are memorable to them. And I always, of course, to have things you care about shot on film so that if you ever wanted to have a darkroom print made of it, at least you can. Um, totally. but, but yeah, I don't think it's mandatory at this point. This is yeah. more of an educational thing for them. And um, But if, if, like them, if they feel like me, they want to have all their images in their portfolio be film, then that's what they should they should do is shoot film. Right on. All right, brother. Um, cool. But I'll catch up with you soon, man. All right, man. Take care, brother. Thanks so much. No, thank you. See ya. All right. Enjoy, kids. <laughs>